Welcome to the Backlog Breakdown, a podcast that is significantly longer than 11 and a half minutes um, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, all of the time. I don't know that we've ever had a, a, a an episode that like actually hits like less than an hour and a half. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe one. I know the bite size kind of run like 10, 10 to 15 minutes, but yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm one of your hosts, Nate. As always, I'm joined by my co- well, not always, but most of the time, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Broccolo. Hello, that's me. Hello there. It's, my name's it's Josh, Josh Broccolo. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, as I ape him and just mercilessly taunt him, um, you know. But then we're also joined by uh, our friend, a friend of the show, and, and a guest who, if you're wondering about the the eleven and a half minutes quip, well, <laughs> it's because uh, he is the host of eleven and a half minutes that talk about video games, which is an excellent short form sort of uh, podcast where it does exactly what it says it does, unlike this one. Um, but Mark, <laughs> introduce yourself, man. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. I mean, it, not exactly. I think they, my episodes usually go a little bit longer, but who's <gasps> counting? Um, hey, yeah, I'm Mark. Howdy, folks. That's what I usually say. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're, we're glad to we're glad to be able to sort of, uh, we've been talking about getting this done for a while, and uh, we're glad to mm-hmm. actually sort of like get on the mics and sort of chew it up. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, enough of that. Uh, we only have 11 and a half minutes to get through the next segment. Uh, oh, <laughs> I like it. I like but, this uh, idea of time constraints. It might actually be helpful for us. <laughs> Honestly, well, though, it's such a relief. I can talk so slowly. Like, <laughs> just like it takes so much time in the world. Man, it's so mm. relaxed. It's great. It's true. Yeah. Well, you know, you're listening to this at two times speed anyway, so it doesn't really mm. matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, two times speed would actually make your podcast like what? Like five and a half five, minutes? Five, five minutes and 45 five. seconds. Yes. Nice. Nice. Actually, they do run a little long, so like maybe six and change. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't have the same range. It's, though. Five it's, minutes and 45 seconds to talk about video games at twice the speed. I, I, the SEO no. didn't work as well on that one. <laughs> well, and see, like, even there, though, too, like, the, 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 the shtick is, so you do all, like, your, your opening and closing formats, and they take, like, a minute or two tops, but then you actually <laughs> just assign 11 and a half minutes to actually talk about video games. Mm. So There you go. That's, yeah. that's how I would I'm justify that. that. I'm justifying it now. I'm SMRT. <laughs> I didn't know. There you go. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, it has been, um, or as I like to say, you know what, Josh? Yeah, it's been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. It has mm-hmm. been a hot minute. I have a lot to sort of bring to the table. Uh, oh, man. And it's been just a while since we've actually talked, Josh. Um, but, Mark, mm-hmm. you know, we sort of got into it a little bit. But, like, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, Plug anything you want here, man. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, an- answer for us. Who is Mark Erickson? It's mm, a great question. Um, man, I did not come prepared. Yeah, up. <laughs> I, I am the host of 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games. Um, I started that because I like video games a lot. Um, mm. It was funny enough. I was, it wasn't until later childhood. I was actually allowed to own a console, but it mm. was like, I've grown up loving Nintendo because it's what all my friends had um, and then kind of expanded from there. So first console is a GameCube in middle school and then Nintendo all the way through. Now I'm up to where I got an old Xbox One just simply for Game Pass. Um, Cool. Cool. 
My wife, Sarah, and I live down here in Trenton, Georgia, which is a little south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ah. Um, we're both a Covenant College alum, so if any PCA connections out there, then you'll that will ring a bell. Uh, and then we, I I am aware of that school. Yeah, <laughs> I am aware of that school. Nice. Very cool. Uh, and we both got involved with like a church plant here, and, and then we stuck around, and we got eventually got married. We both stuck around on our own accord, and now we're together here um piece of exciting news we are about a month out from expecting our first whoa congratulations buddy we are looking forward to that um that about about runs the gamut between my video game history and up to new a little bit of personal like yeah Yeah. i love it also two other very large obnoxious dogs that we love what what a breed One's a German Shepherd. Uh, her name's Fern, and then one is a German Shepherd and Lab mix named Banjo. And okay. yeah, both big, loud guard dogs. <laughs> I, I like dogs. Cuddly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's awesome. Have you ever, uh, or have you already set down the ultimatum to your wife that you have eleven and a half minutes to pop out this baby? No, but that is a great way to do it. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, dude, let her know this. beforehand. So. Don't listen to him. That is a danger. He's getting you into <laughs> dangerous territory. <laughs> I mean, like, we need from where we're at, like we don't want to this we don't want to be late and we're in the hospital for Christmas. So I mean, mm-hmm. any anything that we can do to to make him on time and efficient, I'm all about efficiency. Yeah. Big fan of that, so. Ultimatums usually work. And it's it's yeah. usually pretty efficient, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Women There's, do it nothing all. Nothing ever time. goes wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Josh, now that you have successfully sabotaged uh, our friend's life and marriage, <laughs> how have you been? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I've been good. Um, yeah, it is kind of crazy just uh, the amount of time it's been since uh, I, I feel like it's been a while since been behind the microphone, but it's been nice to just kind of like focus on on stuff at home in and doing that thing. So. Yeah, I've been good. There's lots. I feel like my my brain is immediately going into the um into the the report mode, but we don't have to go there immediately yet. So there's there's tons of stuff I've been into, but the we got a nice little cold snap down here in mm. Texas. So mm-hmm. the the temperatures dropped from like high 70s, low 80s into like low 50s in, over the course of a day. So um, that was that's pretty cool. So enjoying the the cool weather um, for us Texans, but yeah, doing good, man. How are you okay. doing? Yeah, any, uh, anything anything well, major happen oh, you know, outside of the weather? They, Big life like, there you go. How's there work you go. Just sort of teeing me up for just completely unsatisfying kind of like you know monologue uh n- nothing much nothing much um okay. except for um, cool well you know, we i've got my report here we can uh <sighs> I, I see i see how you are i see how you are i, I was um but yeah uh we've been talking about the adoption process and for you know anybody who uh you know if you've seen in the discord or and 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 again i'm sort of i've been taking november off from social media from the most part but in some private mm. chats i've shared some stuff but uh in the eyes of the law he is not my son but he was born last week 
on, uh, I want to say Tuesday. Um, and yes, I'm a terrible father already because I'm not <laughs> sure about <laughs> Um, my son's birthday. Um, but it's so last week there was a lot of scrambling. We drove, um, it's about three and a half hours out to, uh, Mm. my parents Wednesday night, Thursday spent all day in the hospital with him and the birth mother. Um, uh, Thursday evening he was discharged. And then, uh, Friday we brought him home from my parents and we've sort of been settling into just the, the new, whatever this is. Um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of been wild. Um, yeah. (laughs) At some point in time when, when it is all said and done, I will recount like the, the sort of, because there's, there's so many, like there's so much red tape because he was three weeks early. There's a lot of stuff where they're like, yeah, we don't really have precedent for this, but this is kind of how we're going to do it. Um, because we can. Um, so it's like, (laughs) Love to see it. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. to hear that an adoption agency that doesn't have precedent for early birth. Okay. Um. Well, like there were a lot. There were a lot. All, all, there all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a lot yeah. of red tape cool. that has not cool. been sort of like dealt with, and yeah. then it was like all of a sudden it was like, oh no! It's like we have like three. <laughs> we have like a month to do this. No, you right. don't. Right. It needed to be. You know? <laughs> and so, um, now. there's a lot of kind of like. Yeah. Um, did you ask her to wait 11 and a half minutes till you were done? Uh, then- I, I was going to ask her to wait 11 and a half days. Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I don't think, um, but he, uh, he's, he's with us. He's actually downstairs. I actually sort of, oh. he, he kind of like popped up onto the camera while we were doing some <laughs> other stuff and totally derailed podcast you. Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, he, he pod bombed, uh, you know, 11 and a half <laughs> minutes, um, but, uh, totally derailed Josh and it was excellent. Um, <laughs> just, but, uh, yeah, so Great. he's here. Um, and yeah, we're, we're excited to, to have him. Uh, when everything like, and if anybody's like, Nate, you haven't told us what his name is and I'm well, well, I'm refraining for a lot of reasons, but, uh, when, Atreus. because he was born, it's Atreus, um, <laughs> it's Atreus. <laughs> It's just Atreus. That's it. Um, and I'm just going to call him It'll boy. change to after all the boy. red tape. Is done. Um, oh, wait. That's a spoiler. <laughs> Dang it. I need to cut Dude, that out. Have to- <laughs> <laughs> In post. And I'm not even joking. You <laughs> jag off. No, I'm never playing uh, it. Note to self. Don't trust Josh for to not spoil things. Um, <laughs> but I haven't mentioned his name because until the adoption is finalized, he was born with with a name and until the adoption is finalized, like we are calling him by the name that we are going to give him. Um, and mm-hmm. I, there's even a bit of a story in that and it, but yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the whole thing has just been, it's, it's super cool. Um, I've never loved a complete stranger as mm-hmm. fiercely um, as I love that little boy. And it is, is kind of unsettling um, that I have known him less than a week and I would probably, you know, burn at least half of the population of the world down if, if, <laughs> if I needed to, to protect him. Like I would just, I would just like decimate nations if I needed to. Um, <laughs> like it is, it is bizarre. It is, it is mm-hmm. an uncanny thing. Um, but we are so glad to have him home. Um, it is 
it has just been wild. Um, and we are so uh, grateful for just the, the, the kind hand of our father in, in all of this. Mm. Um, so when, yeah. And, and like I said, when it's all finalized and said and done, um, I'll, I'll share a little bit more about some of that, but I just, for now we, we are sort of holding a lot of that pretty close, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's been very cool. Um, and what I will say is that my son has a very large and colorful family, um, because my wife and I have picked up a lot of friends that have become family. And so we, we are, we are looking forward to all of it. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's really cool. It's also really (laughs) great. It's really crazy. Yeah. Congratulations to you guys. I've got a big stupid grin on my face. Uh, you know, for anyone who's not watching the video. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> so excited for you guys. You know, we've we've been talking a little bit before this and, and my mm-hmm. wife and I are super excited. So cool that uh, that it's come like that this process has, has happened, you know, that you've gotten thus far. Um, you're kind of it's like, absolutely yeah. surreal, dude. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is no matter how you get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. um, y- you know, I would not mind just sort of bloviating about, um, my new son for the next two and a half hours or however long <laughs> it takes, but, uh, there are forms to be observed gentlemen. Uh, and I think right. uh, now yes. that we have, we have tackled the question and we have answered, uh, or, or the, the query, and uh, you know, we have talked about how it's been, it's been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. Again, um, really? Again, yeah. Can Dude, I ask a well, question? Yeah. I, so I've listened for a while, but not back far enough to know what it's been is a reference to. Okay. So the question is what? Okay, uh, there's a song by a Canadian. Back in my day, it was <laughs> a popular <laughs> song on the radio. There's a it there's a, a band called Bare Naked Ladies like this. from Canada, and <laughs> one of the things is that it's been two days since I talked to you or whatever. It's like it's this like what is that song called though, Josh? Do you, it's not a good song, uh, but like for it, whatever reason, is it just two weeks? I don't know. It's like it, they they were like a one hit wonder band. It's so it's and really I'm weird. very. Dang it! I want to search to find out the name of it, but I'm not going to search in Google "bare naked ladies." I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So uh, I, um, I don't know off the top of my head. But, it's yeah, being, it's super weird. If, like I somehow knew it was a song, but I mean, because yeah. you sing it, and but like there's something that pings in my mind of like I I know that from somewhere, but I had no idea, and it never really connected as you're explaining it. But so the song is called "One Week." Um, there you go. Uh, and it's bum, it's bum, just bum, dumb. Bum, bum, it's bum, dumb, bum, and for whatever reason, bum, bum, it just is like one of those things. Well, thanks for filling it on the lore of backlog breakdown. Yeah, yeah, it's a gap missing my knowledge. Yeah, I mean, and and I just kept doing it because he hated it, and it amused me. It's up there with the greats, you know, like Rockstar by by Smash Mouth, you know. Songs like that. I where, don't know that it like listen, like you can you can do rock star to just about any song ever. Um <laughs> there is nothing like one week is does not touch that that level of excellence. <laughs> um it's like, no, sir. No, you you apologize to Smash Mouth right now. 
<laughs> you I'm go sorry. find Mr. Smash Mouth and you apologize <laughs> to his son. Slandering himself. that poor boy's name. <laughs> I'll uh, do my penance. I'll, I'll, I'll find Shrek and apologize to him as well and the whole Shrek family. <laughs> All of the Shreks. Sad. The song is All Star, so do you have that disrespect? That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Man. Whew. Jeepers. The hits, of course, start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> don't stop coming. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. We've just completely Speaking derailed. Of hits, <laughs> I've been into a lot of hits lately on my backlog report. Let's hit that. Let's, let's hit that. Um, like, I'm gonna oh, hit myself in the why face. Did you? I I hate this. I mean, nothing significant happened this podcast yet. Like there's not like no uh, huge emotional catharsis has happened. Mm-hmm. Anything like that? <laughs> nothing oh, that would throw Oh man, um, yeah, but yeah, let's let's sort of. I think it is time to 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 move into the backlog report. Um, mm-hmm. Mark, since uh, you know you are our guest, why don't you sort of kick us off? Sure. Okay. If I can remember the forms correctly, it's playing, watching, reading. It's in any order. Any, any, order. any media it, that Calvary. you have been into that you would like to talk about. Sick. Okay. Um, I can start with reading, which mm-hmm. I'm a bad reader. So I'm picking something that I started two weeks ago and have not picked up again yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching Rings of Power, which I thought was great, I... Mm-hmm. I wanted to go back and like reread specifically like the appendices of Lord of the Rings and kind of okay. go back That's to the text, text back to the yeah. Greek. Um, <laughs> and cause like I hadn't read Lord of the Rings, but by the time I got to that part, I was like, I'm done. I'm skimming through this. Um, and so, yeah, I, so, so I actually started with like the foreword and um, kind of the concerning hobbits chapter. And it has made mm-hmm. me want to go back and reread, it, reread the whole thing again. So we'll see if that is what that evolves into. But that would also mean I have to keep reading it, which I have not yet. So <laughs> it's a good reminder to be back on that. Well, watching, I really wanted to talk about Andor going on, which is the okay. current Star Wars show. Yeah. Not yet finished as a recording. It is, we're at 10 out of 12 episodes. And I don't think the answer is yes. But I think it's worth asking the question, is this the best Star Wars has been? Like, oh, I wow. think it is, it is incredible. It's just a great TV show. It's also the most unlike Star Wars has, Star Wars has been, if that makes any sense. Okay. At least visually, I haven't read much books of it. Not well, really what's much interesting as, about that, that um, is it sort of reminds me of like Rogue One, which yeah. I think... And there is a tribe in uh, of guys and gals out there who sort of advocate for the fact that Rogue One is like the best Star Wars outside of the original trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that's not the 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 overall general consensus, but there I'm are part of the tribe. That's like that. And Andor sort of seems to tap into some of that, which mm-hmm. and I think the real charm there is that in most of it, like I love the Mandalorian. And, it, and like, yeah. I even like the last episode of the Mandalorian or whatever, um, with the, the reveal and all that stuff. I, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. y- you know, but there is just sort of like, 
there's this giant galaxy that sort of like exists within this storytelling universe. Right. And, but it's, it's like, it's like the Skywalker family and that's all anybody talks about. And it's like, or just like, and I'm kind of like, if we could get outside of that, because there's all sorts of other interesting stories in there, I'm not even opposed to like other Jedi and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. Andor has me like, I've, I've heard enough good things about it that I'm like, my curiosity has sort of been piqued in that. Yeah. I, I want stories from that universe, but they don't necessarily need to be about the same family that I've been hearing about for the last, like, you know, 40 years of my life. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I think what's super interesting about and, or what it's doing is like, maybe this is unfair to, other Star Wars, but I feel like this is kind of really the first time they're really kind of processing through um, like the why of the rebellion. Like this is early, like early rebellion kind of seeds are, are growing. The empire is just taking over and kind of like asking the questions like what's worth fighting for, what's worth fighting against. And some of those reasons that people are fighting are like very deeply personal, some of them more philosophical. Um, and so it's, it's kind of digging into like, by the time we reach a new hope, it's just very much of like good versus evil, which is, you know, great dynamic and uh, great storytelling. I think there's a, a different way, like a frame that this has been really interesting to think through of like, how did we land to the point where this is good and this is evil? Um, mm. And just doing that really well. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. How about what you've what you been playing lately, man? Yeah. I think I know um, the answer to some of this question. Sure. So early on, earlier on this year, I decided I would finally beat Ocarina of Time. And mm-hmm. I did that, which has now led me into like a full replay of all the 3D Zeldas. So okay. I've been Ocarina of Time, which I beat for the first time. Twilight Princess, which I beat. I've like played that as a teenager way back when. Okay. Um, Majora's Mask, as I just finished that. I'm going in a really weird order with this, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm on Skyward Sword, playing the HD version mm-hmm. after having played that back on Wii originally. Um, okay. And so I'll go Wind Waker next and then Breath of the Wild. And then intention is like for that to be by the time Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Nice. So Nice. Wind Waker um, is a personal favorite. Like It might be my number one. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild has always like has been taking that number one. What I'm very interested to see is I feel like my number two had been Skyward Sword, which is a very okay. dark horse take for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Wind Waker will take that spot as mm. number two after the fact. So we'll see. Mm. Nice, nice. I mean, you had a bit of a hot take on Majora's Mask, yeah. and I, I mm-hmm. shamed you. I've already shamed mm-hmm. you for it, so there's no need to rehash that. Um, yeah, it's it hasn't changed. I'm sorry. I, I mean, dude, here's the thing. I really like I like the direction of Majora's Mask, but the more I look at and I've tried to go back to it several times, it's like yeah. it just it's not it's not easy to go back to. Yeah. Um, it was very fascinating, like a lot of really cool ideas. I'd like love to see those ideas come back. It's just I think I'd I was done with the game by the time I was like a quarter of the way through. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not really having fun anymore, but I'm going to power through. Yeah. yeah. And I think some of that is due to like the design of the time loop stuff. 
mm-hmm. because there's mm-hmm. so much like repetition of the same. It's like, oh, I'm doing this again. Like, yeah. and they, they, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. And then maybe I, I love Majora's Mask, but like I said, it's been very, I have yet to successfully go back to it. So I understand. Sure. Yeah. I only judge you a lot for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can take it. That's- but th- th- now correct me if I'm wrong. There's, there's something you didn't mention and I, I've been, have you been playing the snap? <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh um, yeah. Deep into Marvel snap, which was a, uh, a shock to myself as I love Marvel stuff, but I've like, Card games were have never been a thing I've been into. Mm-hmm. But I'm hooked. It's, it's too too late for me now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> send word to my loved ones. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'll I'll be talking about it a little bit in here in okay. a little bit because um, nice. I am I am I'm yeah. deep in that game. <laughs> Whereas uh, my screen time, like the whole thing with like November was like, I'm not going to like get on social media and blah, 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 blah. I'll cut down on my screen time. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, Marvel snap said, Oh no, sir. You will stare intently at your phone for hours playing five minute rounds. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an excellent little game. But before I get too far off the field, uh, Okay, nice. Josh. How about you? What do you what have you been playing into? What what do you have on your backlog report, sir? Yeah, yeah. Well, it um it has been a little bit, so I do have a lot. So I'll try and just coast through this pretty quickly. So I apologize in advance that I'm not going to go into detail very much. Um, but just some of the things that I have been getting into after all of the spooky talk of Halloween. I man, I just I love this guy so much. I keep going back to his works, and um, I thought I had actually read most of his works. Turns out there's a bunch of collections that I hadn't checked out. So I, from the library, I've been checking out a lot more of Junji Ito's um, manga, his collections, things like that. So uh, three books that I've gone through so far are um, Deserter is one collection from when he was like that goes back pretty far. It was some of his first stories. So you see some of his early art in that and, and some of the, the ideas there. Um, so deserter, there's one called dissolving classroom. And that one was really, uh, really cool. They, they were, it was a collection of short stories, but they had similar characters throughout a bunch of them. So you kind of got to see it. It it was kind of loosely a story about these main characters and, and what they do and their villains. So, um, it's that, and it's pretty freaky. It, it, um, uh, I'm trying to think on, on how to say this, but, but I can understand if it would prick your conscience because these are, um, they are certainly villains and it, it comes out why you know, there, there's no redemption for these characters. They are literally worshiping the devil. So there's that. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, another book that I read, and this one actually wasn't, uh, necessarily a short story. This was a complete kind of story told in different chapters called Ramina. And this one was a bit more uh, like, it felt very straightforward until I understood what was going on after the fact. Um, and, and that it was much more in that realm of cosmic horror where you have this, um, entity that appears that, um, can, is absolutely unconcerned with humanity. And so the story delves into the reactions of humanity when they face their own, um, 
their own uselessness in the grandeur of the universe and these these you know greater beings than humanity that don't care at all about humanity so it's this interesting um cosmic horror for me is a reminder of how good our god is because this is the idea if god was not good and he didn't care about you at all then this is how <laughs> terrible existence or would be sometimes sometimes too cosmic horror is like or he regards you with total disgust like, yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. so i like those kinds of stories and, and that you know we don't have to talk about horror very often but um that, that's one of those i think one of the redemptive qualities of horror in general is you kind of like you see the depravity so that you recognize the goodness of god's creation um mm -hmm. so anyways that's that you see that in that story anyways so that's junji ito been getting into more of his stuff um but another book that i listened to that I, it's had me thinking a lot is called the righteous mind by jonathan hate hate i believe is his last name um he also helped write a, a book more recent called the coddling of the american mind i think something mm -hmm. like that um but the righteous mind is about it's about morality, um, in it, but it does come from a secular humanist perspective. Um, so it talks about like how morality is created um, and kind of his theories behind it. But it also delves into um, more from a from a perspective of this is how humans generally behave, and so here's how we, it, you know, this is what we can take from it. So it's really interesting the the things that the book talks about and how people think and how they rationalize things and how they try to make sense of their own morality, if that makes sense. So I'm not saying I would not recommend this wholesale in that like it comes to the proper conclusions because it doesn't like it comes from a faulty perspective. But I think it's really interesting the 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 way that it analyzes how we tend as humans to react to different things and what causes mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. to make decisions. So that it's been a really interesting read. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I've been reading. Have been watching some stuff as well. Uh, one, I, I guess I'll just um, blow out the clutch here and go the complete opposite direction into something really stupid that was really funny. <laughs> On Roku, there's a movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. It's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Mm. And it's a oh, man. It's a it's a biopic on Weird Al Yankovic. And spoiler alert, none of it is true. It is a parody of his life, which is so <laughs> fitting for who he is. And it is hilarious. Um, so I had a really good time watching. It was better than I expected it to be. Oh, and it's nice. so ridiculous and over the top. Um, but it's free on Roku, on the Roku channel. So if you have uh, some way of of watching it, you can watch it there. I don't remember there being any any like terrible content. There was not, if any, there was not very much language. Um, and no, no, definitely no explicit sexual content. Um, there was probably some making out or something like that. Just kind of like over the top dumb but not not explicit nice. um okay so there was that and and he's like shirtless half the movie which is hilarious because <laughs> a ripped uh, a ripped version of weird al is uh, yeah it, Dan, yes. daniel radcliffe plays a very ripped version of weird al um <laughs> yeah I, oh now i want to watch that it's yeah i would i, I would recommend it. it if you want to watch something stupid and funny um yeah 
and you know who Weird Al is because I don't know that the jokes would make as much sense if you don't know who he is. I'm not a super fan, but I just wanted to watch the movie and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a Weird Al super fan either, but I did grow up with like in that era. Like his stuff yep. would actually be on the radio from time to time, and it was like mm-hmm. then then you're gonna like it. I mean, if you're if you're mildly like if you know his hits, those are the songs that he references. So you'll you'll enjoy it if you like stupid humor. Um, the, the the other thing that I've been watching that I finished, it's on Amazon Prime. It is Common Rider Black Sun. This is a Tokusatsu show. So if you're into, I'm into Ultraman. You know the the guys in suits fighting each other. It is a Tokusatsu show that is aimed towards a mature audience, not in sexual content, but in in um, gore and violence and and just some some heavy themes throughout the story. So it's a dark show overall, but it is Tokusatsu. So if you've never seen Tokusatsu, it's gonna feel very jarring that there's like some intense stuff going on and then there's this dude in a suit fighting another dude in a suit. It feels weird. But if you understand that it's Tokusatsu, and Tokusatsu is generally not for this mature audience, and this is a mature take on Tokusatsu, then it'll make sense. And and because I knew that, because like I already had that um understanding of Tokusatsu, then I really enjoyed it. I think the story was really well done. Um it, I, I think it peaks a little early. The ending wasn't quite as satisfying as I wanted it to be, but the ride to get there was a lot of fun. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's really well done. Very like cinematically beautiful, which is surprising because Tokusatsu is generally very cheaply done. Um, so that's there on Amazon Prime. It's a remake of an old season of this show. I've never seen any of this show before. This is my first foray into Common Rider. Um, but it's a good time. I would recommend it if you're down with Tokusatsu, but otherwise, it it it, it just might be hard to take serious because it is very serious. So there's that. And finally, video games, you know, I haven't been playing, playing that much, uh, just like called Ring Fit Adventure, doing some of that stuff. Oh, nice. um, but then also Valkyria Chronicles. And I am on the final chapter of this game. And you know what? I realized this a few weeks ago, and I hadn't told anyone, but I realized that I'm an, a, a total idiot because I've talked about how hard this game is at times. I did not realize you could save in the middle of a fight. I thought, like, you make one bad move and, like, like that's that's mm. your move, so good luck doing the rest of the fight. Because um, these fights can take anywhere from you know like twenty minutes to like forty five minutes. You know, going back and forth, doing your little RTS, thing. not really RTS, but you know, tactical strategy JRPG stuff. It's like a turn based, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. And you can save like in between moves, and that has made it so much easier. Like it's allowed me to use different tactics, fail and then reload from a few turns ago. And so it's like, okay, this is so much less frustrating. <laughs> so I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm on the final chapter, so I'll talk about that next time when I finish it up. But that's all I have to report on. Nate, what you got? Um, oh, here, let me pull up my, my, my notebook here. As far as books and other stuff, like I showed a, I had showed you guys a pile of stuff that I've recently acquired for a, sort of a, a pet project kind of thing. Um, and so I have sort of cracked open uh, a book. It's called Leisure, the Basis of Culture by uh, Joseph Piper. Um, 
or Yosef Piper Peeper. I'm not <laughs> sure how to say his last name. Um, definitely but it's, Peeper. It's definitely Peeper. It's, it sounds like it should be. Um, but it's uh, it's sort of a philosophical treatise on the necessity of leisure. Um, but the way he defines leisure is maybe not the way that we would, uh, or that maybe culturally uh, we define it. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's I'm not even through the forward on that though. So it's like it's 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 mm. pretty weighty. Uh, it's pretty heavy. I'm I'm probably going to try and there's a lot of things I need to do here in the next couple of days, but. Um, I'm going to try to maybe interact with that a little bit though, uh, for how should we then play when, when I do eventually sort of start spinning some of that stuff out. Um, but as far as like books that I've been reading for, for pleasure, uh, I am also not a great reader. I used to be a lot better at it. Um, been listening to some things, uh, started listening to, there was a, a Chris Farley, uh, biography kind of, it, it was written by his brother um, and it's equal parts sort of like touching and heartwarming and also really sad because like he was yeah. like from, uh, you know, and I, I know sometimes like you can sort of like these, these things can be like sort of a little like glossy or whatever. But like, I think even in his, his brother, um, one of his brothers like co-authored it with somebody else, but like their desire was to like in, you know, in so many years have a book where they could like go back, read this and say, Oh, this is who my brother was. And remember like, you, you know, it was, it was more. So, so there, there's some like hard truths in there that they sort of talk about, mm. but it's also like Chris Farley seems like he was just such like a nice dude. Um, yeah. like a really kind guy, like kind of out there, kind of wild, but not malicious. Like he was very kind. Um, and I think like, you know, he really did care about people. And um, there was some interesting stories. Like he went to, I think it was a Jesuit college. And anyways, but uh, the Chris Farley show by Tom Farley and Tanner Colby. Um, and it's, it's really kind of touching. Um, it's also sad because like I said, he seemed like he was a really, really good dude who sort of just lost, got lost in, in sort of all the things that he thought he needed to be. Um, which is yeah. kind of a bummer. Um, and, and you know, this, his struggle with addiction and everything else. Um, but as, as far as actual just reading for pleasure, um, and this is sort of ties to something I, I played, but, uh, fables, there's a, it's a, from Vertigo comics, which is, uh, sort of DC's used to be their adult imprint. And it'd be like the more mature kind of stuff. Like Sandman originally mm -hmm. was published on, uh, uh, Vertigo. Um, but I, I started reading this, like I p started picking up some of the books a while ago because uh, I was interested in them and just sort of, it's an interesting premise, like sort of what if fairy tales were based, like there were sort of these fictional characters who's sort of, it's kind of almost playing with Neil Gaiman's sort of idea in American Gods where that fairy, mm -hmm. like gods and folk stories are real and they're real. They're sort of like ideas made manifest and that depending on how much people believe in them, it's sort of like they, they're just like people in a lot of ways, except for, you know, when they're not people like, cause like the three little pigs, there's no way for them to be people uh, <laughs> anyways. But it's like, what if they had to like escape to the real world and sort of like deal with, it's sort of like a gritty kind of thing. Um, but anyways, I've really started getting, yeah, they'd be like, enjoying, bacon. um, 
Yeah, well, that would be, like that, there that are whole, whole sorts out. of ethical questions there. It's like, could you eat, you know, bacon made a from a pig? talking yeah. pig? Yeah. Mm. Uh, ooh. It's like the, the animals question. in Narnia. Um, then who is know. the real wolf in that situation? You know, uh, it's, well, it's it? Bigby. Bigby's you big, and me. Big, Bigby, big bad, big bad. Oh, wolf. Bigby wolf. He's the sheriff of Fable Town. Anyways, um, but the Fable Compendium, and it's like eleven hundred pages, and it co- it collects like forty volume or forty issues or forty plus issues of the 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 book. It's massive. Um, I I sprang yeah. for it. Um, and I've sort of been thumbing through that because I just there's a really interesting story in there, and I kind of want to just. I, I think it's just a really cool premise, and so far I've yeah. been—it's been an absolute delight. It is not for this is not a comic book for for children. Again, like Vertigo was the adult mm-hmm. imprint, so it's very cool, but also it's sort of like buyer beware kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that, and, and and that's really been like that's kind of all I've been reading lately. As far as uh, watching anything. Uh, dude, I mean, especially in the last couple of weeks, nothing of consequence. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, I do watch a little bit of like something while I'm eating my lunch, um, but most of the time has been gobbled up by something, uh, which I will talk about here in a minute. As far as games, hey, I've been playing. It's been snapped up by something. It's been snapped up by something. Um, something marvelous. But, uh, Something marvelous. It's been snapped up by something marvelous. You're the worst, and I kind of love it at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. You, you know, dad. Um, oh, hush your face. Um, I'm not going to be that dad. Um, <laughs> they all say. That's what, that's what they all say. Next thing you know, I'll be buying a pair of New Balances and busting out my old cargo shorts. Um, <laughs> but as far as things I've been playing uh, lately, uh, sort of it's still been hanging out in Destiny 2, although that's sort of morphed into a more sustainable pace where it was like, it was sort of all aboard the Destiny 2 train for like weeks and that was like kind of all I was playing. And now it's turned into like, oh... Like I'll hop on a couple nights a week to sort of like fool around with this. Um, so that's kind of what we've been in, and uh, we'll sort of move on. Uh, I did sit down and and I, I mentioned fables, but the reason I sort of actually took the plunge was that I sat down and played through The Wolf Among Us from Telltale Games. Um, and it's like one of those sort of like one. I, I just have to go back, and I think like it it really is kind of unfortunate that Telltale went under. Uh, it's understandable yeah. why they did, um, but mm-hmm. it is unfortunate because I think they sort of they were reinvigorating the sort of like the the point and click adventure like adventure games in a really compelling way. Um, and I like I played through that game. One, it's a really compelling universe, but like because they didn't ha- own any of their own IP, um, it sort of like made them sort of a slave to whoever you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that yep. helped them long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game, so I played through the wolf among us one really kind of like loved my time with that. I I've been meaning to get caught up on sort of my GG app reviews, but like that, it was just so cool. It's like a sort of uh film noir sort of detective vibe, but it's with this really cool sort of fairy tale, in the meets the real real world kind of setting. Um, and that's actually sort of like what I was like, 
you know what? I really did enjoy like the bits, like the the collections of the fable books I had read so far. Like I'm just gonna spring and like sort of burn through. And there's like four volumes of those compendiums. Like it's a massive wow. series. Um, we'll see if I keep going after this one. Um, but it might just, anyways. So I've been playing so that. If, Love that. If the game has the film noir vibe, does this? Does the comic book have that as well? Yeah, kind of. Um, interesting. That's funny to me that it's like not on DC. It's on Vertigo, but it's still a detective story. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's yeah. interesting that it's not. But it's, I guess, like I mean, you said, it's for an, an older audience. It's it's kind of yeah. It's kind of got like a Ray, Raymond Chandler esque kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, yeah. The the like at least sort of the bits that I've read and the 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 because I mean one of the primary sort of protagonists that you're sort of always dealing with at least so far is Bigby Wolf, who is the big bad wolf, who is the sheriff yeah. of mm-hmm. Fable Town, and he's kind of like he's a bit of a loose cannon and like he's, he's, it's sort yeah. of interesting because he's like reformed. Like he, he doesn't eat people anymore or eat, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, basically everybody in fable town is like, knows that like, and he's not just like, he's not just like the big bad wolf from the three little pigs. He's also the big bad wolf that ate red riding hood, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. like, he is that that big bad wolf. Um, yeah. And so yeah. like he's like Peter and the wolf. He's the wolf that, you know, Peter, you know, had to deal with. And, and like, so it's like stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it it's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I really do recommend that game. Uh, and like I said, it is, it is unfortunate that like I, it's got me pumped for the sequel and I'm kind of like, yeah, but um. In nice. other sort of things I've been playing, um, let's sort of talk about, I've got two big hitters here. Um, I'm probably going to want to hang out for at least for a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> let's start with the one that has been sort of sucking up all of my lunchtime and other bits of time. Like, you, you know, it's Marvel Snap. And Mark, you, you sort of mentioned it. Like, I am, uh, I said before, I am eyeballs deep in this game. I uh, My collector's level is stupid (laughs) dude and like rounds take like five minutes like Mm -hmm. tops tops yeah fire mount and you can just rip it out like rip out a like a couple hands on this thing and it is one of just the most is like the cleanest and most immaculate like design in a game i've seen in a long time like in a card game i've seen in a long Mm -hmm. time so. I also want to mention too of like the amount of Marvel lore that's like gone to the thought process of these things. Like mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like locations make sense. There's like the character cards are like usually a reference to something. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot to nerd out on too. Okay, and that's cool. the The way that you sort of upgrade your rank or whatever, like so, it talked about that. There's like eight different ranks. And it's, I'll tell you what, the other thing too is like what I've noticed is that even with the microtransaction stuff, they actually do something really cool. Um, so that you can buy money, right? But then there's, you can use your real money to buy like the in game currency to like do the, the, the upgrading for your cards and stuff like that. They actually cap that. So you can only like in a 24 or 48 hour period, it's like mm-hmm. you can only buy so much of that currency before they're just like, nope, you're cut off. 
Like, come back in a couple of days. And I'm like, that's interesting. I was like, dude, that's really cool that like you're kind of actually like protecting your customers from themselves because there are some people like present company may may be, may or may not be included. (laughs) Just like be like, ah, like, yeah, you know, like, give me, give me, give me, give me. And it's like, it's, I saw that. Um, and I was like, oh, that is, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. It doesn't like yeah. their microtransaction sort of implementation does not feel extremely predatory. So yeah. it also, it doesn't feel like you have to spend money at all. No, like, you I don't. Okay. Things cosmetic. Like I haven't spent anything like, well, and I don't feel like it's, a, yeah. The, the battle pass stuff. I think you have, yes. you do have to buy into the battle pass. Um, there's a lot you miss if you don't pay for it, but it's like, and that stuff will yeah. like those cards will be introduced into the general card pool eventually. So it's like, you're right. kind okay. of paying for early access to a lot of those cards, but it, to win, right. So that you win. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> a lot of the new, well, and that's, no. that's what I'm saying. So like right now they're doing like a black Panther and a lot of those mm-hmm. cards don't work for my play style. Okay. Mm-hmm. lastly and i know i've been talking for a while at this point in time like we were doing so good and then we started talking about the things we've been watching playing and reading and i started running my mouth um but i've been playing and and i've uh to anybody who's sort of in the discord or whatever um this should be no surprise but i've been playing god of war ragnarok mm-hmm. um and i think it's pretty outstanding um now mm-hmm. granted i haven't played the other big game of the year contender as far as like i haven't played elden ring um yeah but what i will tell you and it's like just off of what i know of those two studios i what i would say is i think probably elden ring is a lot more technically impressive with what they did and just like the scope and the 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 technicality of the combat and everything else in that game but I'll and I have not beaten God of War Ragnarok yet, but I don't think that Elden Ring tells. I find it very hard to believe that uh, Elden Ring tells a story that is half as compelling as what I've experienced in God of War Ragnarok so far. Um, Mm -hmm. I that's just I think narratively. um, I I think that some of the the material that they're dealing with in this game and some of the questions that they're asking and some of it just is way more interesting even than the first one, which I thought was a really, which I think is a really good game and a really great story. Um, And I think some of the questions that the, and some of the issues and and narrative that they're wrestling with is, is even better. Um, uh, Wow. And uh, nice. And again, I haven't been yet. I don't know, man. It could be one of those things where I, I was Go just going to say George R. R. Martin st- helped with Elden Ring, so I don't know if you, you've got a better storyteller than fart noises, dude. You know, like you—that's bait. <laughs> you know that I have zero bait, respect bait. for Throwing that. Throwing it act. out there, <laughs> I have no respect for George R. R. Martin. I want him to finish his books. Stop! Yeah. Stop making video games, you bloviating idiot! Just finish your your <laughs> well, depression garbage. Like yeah, but between him and Dark Souls is not known for. I mean, maybe it's known by some people for its narrative, but it, that's never been a big uh, the the, th- the the hiddenness of. I would of say like the world building, 
in yes, Elden world Ring. world building for sure. Yeah. But like, but I think like the thing is like, like what God of War has is like, is has a like fleshed out world that is compelling. Yeah. And yeah. that's awesome. I don't know that. I don't know. Like, I'm just yeah, saying, like, no, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like poo pooing it, and I don't mean to stoke any fam- oh. stupid fanboy garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, dude, you know, I get into these groups where people just like, <laughs> they're just like, and, uh, it's like video game Twitter and stupid Facebook groups. People are just like, hey, I have this hot take that is just meant to incense people, and it does exactly well, that. <laughs> Especially when it's like, hey, you guys like this thing? Well, here's why it's not so good. It's mediocre. Yeah. Come at yeah. me, you mid-tier. Yeah, it's like, all right, fart yeah. noises, dude. Cool. Cool story, yeah. bro. I've heard stuff like that on Breath of the Wild, and I'm just like, you're crazy. Like, Mark, that's your favorite game, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I mean, not like you know a guy who has done done that or anything. More Nate yeah. Oh boy. Um, you, you know, I did, I did a, a little bit of trolling in the discord where I basically said, because um, Mark Kozlowski, uh, he put in there and he was like, you know, talking about game of the or uh, game of the year stuff. And, and I was like, listen, I know Elden Ring is like breath of the wild extreme edition, but like, you know, um, Mm-hmm. So all that being said, I think, you know, that's, that's really all I have for my backlog report. I mean, uh, yeah. it's been, it has been a chunk of time since we recorded last, but I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, as far as a, an update to my beatdown score now, now here's the thing. And I posted in the discord, a lot of the movement, um, because I beat some, I knew I talked about how I beat, um, and platinum and going back to Wolf Among Us real quick, right? Is that you actually have to go back and there's some key choices that you have to go and make the, like go back, load, load your file and see the opposite choice to unlock lore entries and stuff. So it's not just like, oh, you play the game and you get the platinum. It was like, I actually had to go back and sort of see sort of like the other side of my decisions in certain scenarios, which I thought was like Mm -hmm. really a pretty great way to do it. And it's, it's super easy, barely even an inconvenience to do that. Um, nice. But um, so, yeah, all that being said, there's there's been some movement. If you're interested in seeing that movement, um, you know, and sort of seeing some of what I picked up and some of what I've played and, and sort of beaten and all that stuff, uh, I posted a list as sort of an updated list in the Backlog Beatdown uh, 2022 channel in our discord server. But all that being said, my backlog beatdown score is still at negative five, which is an okay number, but I'd like to get that down mm-hmm. there a little bit further. So we'll see what happens here before the end of the year. Um, we are closing in though. So I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta get after it. Gotta get down to brass tacks. But speaking of the backlog beatdown, GG is the official app of the backlog beatdown. Um, you know, GG is basically a letterbox style app for your video game collection developed by our friend Charles Watson. Um, you can create custom lists. You can sort of befriend a multitude of people, including probably all three of us. Um, mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see what we're playing. You can rate and review games. 
there's a whole, you can cultivate wish lists. There's all sorts of features. And um, if, if you like kind of what he does, he actually offers a premium tier. I think it's called the elite tier. And it's like five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. And it gets you early access to new builds of the game, of the app. And it also mm-hmm. gets you a unique role in his Discord server where you can interact with him a little, a little bit or a lot more depending on your sort of preference. Um, but we really like that app. We really like Charles. We, we, we are so, so excited to sort of see this thing sort of like actually taking off for him. Um, and we really think guys ought to check it out. Other things that we would encourage you to check out. Well, it's uh, we have a Patreon, right? Because we like money, 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 twirl our mustaches, all that thing. Right. <laughs> but if you like what we do, right, we, we do have a Patreon and we would encourage you to think of it as a bit of a chip jar with benefits, right? So you get early and uncut access to each and every one of these episodes. You get, uh, there's actually a video uh, feed for our patrons. Yeah, patrons have a little bit more access to us just within the Discord and, and through Patreon itself. And also uh, a bit of a patron perk here. Uh, last episode that we recorded was with our, well, one of the last episodes we recorded was with our friend Eric Bryant. We recorded one with, uh, it just sort of popped out in our feeds not too long ago with uh, Wesley Ray, um, but for Mother mm-hmm. 3. And, uh, you know, those were patron picks. And so patrons get to nominate uh, either a, a game or a topic for us to discuss, and they can join us on that episode. All of that being said, Maybe if you're interested in sort of going a little bit above and beyond, if you've already done the sharing and the caring, you know, check it out. Maybe throw us a buck or two. Uh, other things that we like or are part of, um, of course, you know, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that we are part of the Playwell Network alongside our friend, Mr. West, the Henshin Dad himself, and uh, mm-hmm. Paul, the artist currently known as Techno Funk Boy Lytle. Uh, they have a multitude of uh, projects sort of sort of in the work. Uh, Wes has Retronim. He's got mm-hmm. uh, the Henshin Dad. Of course, you know his namesake, the Henshin Dad podcast. Uh, he's got a couple other little projects that he's sort of like working on and tooling on. He does some stuff on YouTube, um, but we like his content. We also like Paul's content. Paul is part of a number of podcasts, not all of which are part of the Playwell Network. Plethora, a yes. plethora. That's a good word. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, and with. All of that being said, we would really encourage you to check out those guys, some of the stuff they do. And I think, you know, we probably got a word from one of them. I am to understand that you have summoned me. I, I did, the boy said excitedly. I can't believe it worked. It has worked, and I have come. Will you invite me in? The smile on Fortosio's lips was wide then. And if Wasson had been paying attention... He might have noticed the unusual length of Fortosio's eye teeth, but Wasson was too excited to notice. I would like to invite you on an adventure through my perilous realms. On Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms, I am serializing my audiobooks with an episode every week. We will go one book at a time through fantastic worlds and dangerous quests, all from the relative safety of your podcast app. To take up one of these journeys, check out Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms on your podcast app. That's Paul Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, or search for Perilous Realms. And we're back. We're back, baby. Um, man, that was, I was, I need to turn down the, the excitement on that. I was, <laughs> yeah, we can't be excited. Uh, we didn't I mean, know come if we on. would make it, so glad we're, glad we're all back we, here now. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little touch and go yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we, we started talking about Marvel Snap and it was just like the entire thing just derailed. This almost became a Marvel Snap podcast. Um, not too late. Yeah. Which it's not too late. We could still do that. But um, we actually do have other things to sort of talk about tonight. And so when we were sort of talking about, okay, what would be a cool 11 and a half minutes in backlog breakdown crossover sort of? Um, and I thought, you know what would be kind of cool? Is like I really dig Mark's sort of take on it. Like the the whole like, let's get in there, let's sort of like hammer at something for like 10, 15 minutes and bounce out. Well, eleven and a half minutes and then bounce out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have a very different sort of approach to that. And I think, you know, <clears throat> the story has has we we've told the story several times. So when I initially pitched this to Josh, I was like, dude, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half every couple of weeks. It has since sort of ballooned into like, I think we've seen that hour, hour and a half, a handful of times in the, the, the almost five years of this, Josh. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. (laughs) Something like that. We've been doing this for a while and math is not our strong point. (laughs) Counting, not a strong point. Like our, our time management, Obviously, also not a strong point. Um, We're really good. We are very good at being bad at brevity. And uh, yeah, but I, I, I sort of thought like it would be kind of cool to get us on here and sort of basically talk about why we talk about video games. So, mm-hmm. and, and I've tentatively uh, titled the episode talking about talking about video games. <laughs> um, but did I Mark, stutter? I would... I did not stutter. I actually, I kind of, I kind of ripped that off without too many hitches. I like it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I did talk pretty for a minute. <laughs> Today was the day. It finally happened. Now, now the rest of the episode, I'm just going to be a mush mouth. All downhill but, from um, here. It's all downhill from here. Um, but Mark, uh, so talk to me or talk to us rather about some of just the approach yeah. Why one is having a podcast about video games, not, not even, it's not moral, it's not neutrally moral. It's actually, I think, Mm -hmm. I think you can make the argument. It's a good thing to have conversations about these. Is it a necessary thing? No. (laughs) Um, But there are lots of things that are not necessary, but are still good. So, you know, now that we've eliminated that qualifier, we don't have to sort of like argue that at all, but also, so why why in general is talking about like having video game podcasts good, but why specifically like yours? Like you sure. you hit a very specific niche, and I'm I'm curious as to why like like why you're like no, I think I can kind of yeah. hit this. Like well, one way to answer the question is like in the more functional way of me thinking of like I wanted to do a podcast. Like I've really gotten a video game podcast. I want to have my own, and I thought let's do a low barrier to entry where it's like. It's every other week where it's short and I can, I can do that and be consistent with that. Um, mm-hmm. It also like, I mean, the more short form of being 11 and a half minutes felt more of like a unique amongst video game podcasts. So yeah. it yeah. Um, helped that way. And, and part of it too, in that functionality aspect, I'm not that great at talking. Like I, I run out of things to say. So I, in my mind, I'm thinking I can like fill almost 12 minutes of content. Um, <laughs> but if I'd go for much more than that, I kind of start to repeat myself. Um, but really like the, 
what kind of helped me decide to pursue this idea specifically of like, it's a 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games is I want to make it something that's like low barrier entry to me, but also to the audience mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's short. You can like, it's low commitment. Mm-hmm. It's easily to be shared. And the whole intention of it is to like create conversation. So it's not, so it's even kind of in a sense of like, I want the audience to then kind of, continue the podcast like in their own groups and mm-hmm. their own conversations. Yeah. Um, and I like, I want to be a conversation starter because so much of what I really enjoyed about listening to podcasts is I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like super sad, but <laughs> the idea of like, <laughs> I like having the like in air quotes, have the conversation with the podcasters. Like even if I'm not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's asynchronous. I'm not, actually well in this case we are but not actually talking to like the <laughs> podcast and part of that too is because a lot of my close friends like i'm the most into video games of any of my my close friends so it's kind of like i really want an outlet of like talking about video games and like how i think they're meaningful and the kind of getting deeper into them and through this process too i've really actually like been able to develop some good friendships um like before, awesome. even before i started the podcast with a good friend of mine now uh, Jake Martin has the bit bitcast. He's you known as bit bloggist. Um, okay. And so he's mm-hmm. my first guest on, on the podcast and that's kind of the connection there. And so we have like this ongoing text group of the Nintendo bros where it's just like four of us talking about video games. And so there's, there's part of that where it's like, I kind of like, I would really hope that my listeners and audience kind of have their own text group in a sense. Um, and that this can totally. be kind of like a, a conversation starter. Like I said, yeah, and I think so much of it too is because it's content. I think podcast listeners are selfish in like a a fair way. Like you listen to get something out of the podcast. Like that might just be mm-hmm. being entertained. Um, but I think it's also like for me, if like podcasts on video games, it was more to to like kind of have a sense of community around this thing um, and to like mm-hmm. feel like I'm part of the conversation. And so much of that is just like because we all crave connection. Mm-hmm. And I like want this to create a pocket of community. Cause I think there's also like video games specifically are something that I enjoy and I'm passionate about, but I think they're great launch pads for deeper conversation. Like what I'd yeah. love to get even yeah. more in like my own podcast is just having, like, I love the idea of asking a dumb question that ultimately leads like into something like a more meaningful conversation with mm-hmm. meaningful and impactful implications. So yeah, that was kind of my, my whole word vomit on yeah. my approach to the podcast and like kind of what I hope and dream it'll, it'll be is to just kind of create its own pockets of conversation. Mm-hmm. Now you recognize, I, I, I think that's, that's really cool, but you recognize that at some point in time, you may have to sort of break that 11 and a half minute barrier. <laughs> it, was, um, it was actually, <laughs> it, when I first thought of it, I did kind of was like thinking like, what if it's just exactly 11 and a half minutes and like, it just cuts off no matter what. And then when I was asking Jake, Bitcast guy, Bitbloggist, about like doing a podcast, he was like, his feedback was like, I mean, I wouldn't, without me telling him this, he was like, I wouldn't stick to 11 and a half minutes, like specifically. I was like, oh no, yeah, I wouldn't have tried that. And it'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've had to be loose with it. In the beginning. Yeah. I, I think too, it, it, it is sort of a very, um, 
it's very refreshing because you mm-hmm. get on, you have these punchy little conversations and yeah, like it's, it's one of those things that, you know, not all the time because like, like, listen, I, I consume a massive amount. Like sometimes I'm listening to six hours mm-hmm. of content, but like, I, like when your episodes pop up, I'm like, oh, that is a really cool little conversation. Mm-hmm. Like uh, w- when you had the, 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 the guy on to talk about like the, the battle pass yeah. economy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, it got me to think about like just even sort of engaging with the battle pass model and sort mm-hmm. of like thinking, just thinking about that for a few minutes, just saying, oh, hey, like, uh, and again, it wasn't anything like wildly profound, but I was like, oh no, this is a way for me to like, you know, maybe extract a little bit more value out of a yeah. game and support like people like whose content like I'm enjoying, like yeah. Marvel Snap. You know, I bought the battle pass yeah. twice yeah. now um, because do, I'm do like, like that game? this game is. I do <laughs> like that game. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. I get it. I like okay, that game. I get it now. Cool. Uh, does it did it snap into place for uh, you? Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. Ooh, ooh, that was awful. I hate myself. Oh, I'm going to commit ritual suicide <laughs> after this. <laughs> oh, it got dark. Uh, I'm going to snap myself oh. out of existence. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, it's sort of so yeah i just like as a bit of an encouragement i really like keep at it man um, yeah yeah i i think it's a really cool and while it could could like you know i know it's kind of a gimmick anyways but i think the 11 and a half minutes is like you're on to something like having like punchy little conversations that sort of just like hey like yeah. ask some questions maybe and be a conversation starter yeah. is actually probably in some ways a much more useful format than uh i don't know two idiots bloviating about their backlogs for three and a half hours. Um, yeah, I mean, but, everything has its own, everything has its place. And I think there's like a, a huge benefit to the way y'all approach it. And hmm. like, of course I'm not like, I'm not doing a short podcast. I think it's better. I think it's just a, a different way to a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I, yeah. Um, I did want to sort of ask too, like, why video like why are just video game po- like for mm-hmm. you personally i i mean josh and i sort of have our own but like like in so many ways like you, you know we we've all seen like the the twitter memes and all the other stuff like oh you know just what we need is like two you know for us it would be two two white guys talking about video right. games oh we we two guys starting a podcast mm-hmm. um but and and i think like you know for us it is the whole stewardship and productivity meets, right, yeah. yeah like we we really do sort of want to wrestle with sort of extracting value in meaningful ways from this hobby and not just being sort of like mindless consumers mm-hmm. like and and we we've talked about it a little bit but like why is it especially important for i think people of faith mm-hmm. like christians especially to have conversations about video yeah. games because like there are a million and one and, and and i'm not even saying like like and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording yeah. but like you are a churchman mm-hmm. you're a man of faith you you are a believer in christ and and josh and i are as well and but at the same time we're not explicitly like that's not sort of in the tagline sure. yeah. now we don't shy away from right. that when it pops up like we're, we're not afraid to like confront our faith and wrestle with that or, or confront those questions about our faith or whatever and wrestle with those things. And in a lot of ways, like our sort of motivation is like actually related to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so like, 
there there is a question in all of that. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah. Yeah. Like in one sense I want to retweet everything that Patrick Miller said on his episode with y'all uh, oh, yeah. a few episodes ago. I've listened to that three times now just over oh. and over again because mm. I think it's just like just so good. Um and like I think he really draws out the point of how significant video games are in our culture now like just mm. they play a massive role um especially for like younger generation and to really kind of like jump off of that i think patrick said this too but like they're like games are really like at a point now where they're kind of more ready for better criticism and like deeper engagement mm-hmm. um and like for the christian approach to like pop cultural engagement has always been like at least 10 years behind secular culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's also really like even secular culture is just now getting to the point where there's like meaningful conversation about video games. Mm -hmm. Like it's still kind of a, a taboo topic, even in like mainstream media. Um, and I think that there's like a huge opportunity here for like Christians to be voices in, uh, engaging and deeply in these things and like asking good Mm. questions about them. Um, but even thinking of like, like the the idea of how I would love to ask a dumb question leads to something interesting where like in the, in the secular world, I feel, I know there are multiple, uh, opinions on game journalism, but, uh, I think like Polygon is actually pretty good at it, at that, where I don't agree with their, um, agree with their conclusions a lot of time, but like they'll, they'll run articles where it's like, what does animal crossing say about late stage capitalism? And it's just like that sort of <laughs> stuff. That's like a springboard into like deeper, more significant conversation. And I, mm-hmm. I also like, I want to be careful of like, there's something just good and fun about conversation about the games themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think cause like in the Patrick Miller episode, y'all talk about last of us a lot. Like I think I have not touched last of us. I think I'm sure it's a great game and I would totally agree with everything that y'all mentioned about it. Uh, what I more steer towards is the more lighthearted stuff. And I'm trying to think through like, mm-hmm. what's the, yeah. um, what's the role of like super Mario brothers? Like, what is it that super Mario brothers like reveals about creation through that style game and like you have to work a lot mm-hmm. harder to figure out what that might be than you know like if you read lion wish in a wardrobe that's more on its face um mm-hmm. and there's it's a really like interesting practice to to pick pick a game up and analyze it for like what is it saying about us what is it saying about god was it revealing about the world around us was it revealing about the people that that made it um, and even when it's like Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which is like a cream puff of a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, dude, I still contend that Kirby is like a Cthulhu-esque <laughs> nightmare. Um. Uh, I've also been like wrestling through this approach to video games. Because like it, video games have always been like a kind of a key point of rest for me. Where it's yeah. like when then it's like it's a nice place where you know, it's proper place where I've gotten responsibilities done for the day, and it's like a way that I hear like 
well done. You can rest for a bit. And sometimes don't always get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also um, a way that video games more like reveal. I think this is also something like Matthew Millsap has been digging into as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's a relationship between work and play. And I feel like that video games are often a like playing a video game is what the feeling of what redeemed work would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how this connects to what I was saying before, but it's just something that I think is like, I would love your thoughts on it. Kind of like what you think about it. Um, yeah. If that's not too far of a, uh, a side side trail no. here. Um, no, yeah. I think that's a dumb that's actually, question that leads into exactly. a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I think of something like Stardew Valley, you know, yes. or you mentioned Animal Crossing earlier, yeah. but but a game that is purely like like on its face, just like a bunch of chores. Yeah, um, but it's also really engaging, and I've actually never personally played Stardew Valley, um, but game. Harvest Moon. I know, I know. I've just I've never gotten around to it, and I'm sure it would suck me right in because I do have an affinity for uh, early Harvest Moon uh, and even the the later Rune Factory games. Yeah. I enjoy those games a lot, even though, like you know, it's it's like doing chores. It's like th- very similar things every day, but you get a little bit of progression, and that progression is really good. So it it is that that's an interesting take because it is like it's that work that doesn't feel strenuous yeah. and feels like they're still progressing like you're making meaningful uh change in this imaginary world right um so that's that's a really cool uh analogy to what to what work can because we only know you know this side of the fall we only know the work that is the sweat of your right. brow right? The, right the thorns and thistles where yes you do see some some good th- like hopefully we are we have jobs where we can see some redeeming value in there right. you know you are getting things done that that is helping your fellow man but we we do that through the thorns and the thistles right. <laughs> and yeah. the sweat yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it's really cool. My kind of snappy thesis for it is like that work and play are made of the same stuff. Mm. Um, Mm. And just like work is a lot more toil based um, versus Mm -hmm. play is we don't feel that toil as much, but it's also at the same time, like there's a way that toil can get into play. And, and like, it actually, like I get so much more mad at a video game when video games are toil filled than when I get mad at work for being toil filled because it's like not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, uh, that's actually, well, at some point in time, that is a really interesting conversation that I might pull you into something <laughs> yeah. else. So at, at some to, to interact with that for a little yeah, bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're, I think that's actually a really useful sort of thought exercise that toil or that work and play are kind of the same stuff made of similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, I sure. wouldn't say the yeah. same, but yeah, I, I think it's, um, and I think that, I mean, that's sort of been my hobby yeah. horse for like the last five years or so is sort of like really wrestling with that. But, and I think that there's something you, you actually, even you saying that has like got me like, kind of like got my like gears grinding mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, I like that yeah. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think what's interesting too is like even sort of like, you know, you mentioned Polygon and I don't want to circle back too much, but it's like, you know, my knee jerk reaction when I hear stuff like Polygon or Kotaku right. is like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> but then like, you know, you, you said like, you know, do I agree with them? No. But then you brought up the whole, you know, what does Animal Crossing teach us about late stage capitalism? And I was like, oh, that's actually is a really interesting question. <laughs> like, you know, there there is something in there to sort of like wrestle with. And that some of these are like, some of these video games are actually serve as like thought playgrounds mm -hmm. and like ex yeah. thought exercises. Yeah. Like a really bad example of like, What's what's on the nose is like like Bioshock, right? right? Everybody knows about the Ayn Rand sort of comparisons and everything there, and it's like it sort of actually sort of demonstrates like in, I think in a very fairly compelling way the the ultimate sort of like fruitlessness of that sort mm -hmm. of th that that mindset um, where greed is looked at as a virtue. Mm -hmm. you know, um, like sort of the objectivist, um, philosophy sort of just, um, it, it's almost a bit of a, an argument, the, the, the reducto ad absurdum kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Hey, you want to see, you want to see like the, the, the nightmare that crass capitalism untethered from the moral sort of underpinnings, like moral and ethical underpinnings, you know, could, could look right. like. Uh, go play Bioshock, you know, it's like, and it, it'll, it'll show you a dystopian sort of like nightmare scenario, whereas something it, a, a little more like, you know, and I don't think intentionally so, but a little more like subversive is like, just look at like the, the sort of look at Animal mm -hmm. Crossing and look at sort of almost like this sort of exploitative transactional nature of everything right. in that game, yeah. you, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, Wow. That like, you know, and it's like, maybe that's just my desire to like, sort of like put a coat of dirt on everything. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I need some, nice. somebody to just run this. Like, it's too nice. Somebody th run this thing through like a, like a, a mud puddle <laughs> or like, just like, like, you know, bounce it off the road a few times, put some scrapes and blood and dirt. You want the there. gritty Animal um, Crossing reboot. I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, um, no. Built from the ground up um, <laughs> with all of the next gen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's um but i i was like oh wow you know and it it, it was kind of refreshing mm -hmm. because and i and i think too like even sort of that take where you're like you know you're talking about like the last mm -hmm. of us and that is like one that like when we're talking about like sort of video games as art and can video games be taken seriously that's a very and it's not to discredit that but it's a very easy one to appeal to because it takes itself seriously sure. yeah but i think sort of even like you know when we had you on to talk about ori in the blind forest you i mean you you made the comment about like the edenic state of that game and the the, the how the fall of that edenic mm -hmm. state is very like fresh and and i was like oh my like but just like th there's an optimism in there that like mm -hmm. i find very refreshing yeah. that i don't always engage in like a lot of times like i'm old man yells at clouds i'm like you know <laughs> like like I make fart noises at, I'm I just like people like say something stupid and I go fart noises. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, but there's, there's something hopeful in there. And I think, yeah. And I, I just find that, that really refreshing. And even in sort of like, you're like, Hey, do I agree with a lot of what Polygon says? No, I don't. But 
They are good at asking dumb questions yeah. that provoke interesting yeah. conversations. Some of that, I just feel in general, some of that rhetoric is just lost in the the mix, mm-hmm. right? Like because yeah. like in video game podcasts, right? And so I'm not trying to poo-poo other people, right? Sure. I, I, and if anybody listening to this is is a podcaster, I'm I'm like, hey, we all have our sort of niches that we've sort of car- our niches that we're like carving out. But I do feel like a lot of it so often, and it's not to say that we never go down this road either, right? But it's like, you know, it's like covering the news and it's like, then it's like a few hot takes about this game or thoughts about the game or like hopes. Like it's all like sort of the same buzz all, you know, all the time. It's like the same kind of formats in a lot of these. Like I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. Um, and outside of a few, um, most of them sound very similar, like, mm-hmm. y- you know, and, and a lot of times at that point in time, you're just listening for personality. Right. Yeah. Like you, like I like this person and it's like, I, I like Colin Moriarty's take on video game news. And I like sort of like the fact that he can, in a lot of ways, speak very authoritatively about like PlayStation. He's very knowledgeable mm-hmm. in that, but I primarily listen because I kind of like his commentary. Yeah, yeah. But his show in a lot of ways because it's a new show is not very different than like when the the Easy Allies do their weekly recap sure. yeah. or you know Minmax does theirs. And I think what's way more interesting is sort of like what guys like you are doing um you know, TRG Logan over at TRG has sort of been like carving out like a space trying to wrestle with things, you know, in I mean, and even what Josh and I do here, and again, it's not that like toot our own horn or, you know, blow smoke up anybody's ren, but it's like, we're like, there are so many more meaningful conversations besides like that. Here's like a news recap. Here's like, I'm going to issue like my four or five hot takes Mm -hmm. and move, like move on. And it's like, well, no, there's actually meaningful conversation to sort of be picked at and pulled at. Mm -hmm. And where I think like Josh and I are probably, well, Josh is probably like, Josh is probably a lot more like you. He's just a lot more like hopeful and optimistic. <laughs> and I'm just like, I hate everything. The children are wrong. The children are, I am not out of touch. I'm going to go yell at some clouds now. Um, <laughs> is you this know. talking about you thinking the original Legend of Zelda is better than Breath of the Wild? <laughs> uh, I mean, I wasn't going to go there. Um I mean, oh, geez. <laughs> it's, bait. it's Nate bait. We're not going there. Nate, Nate, Nate bait. Nate bait. Um, but there's so many useful categories that I think like in a lot of ways, Christians can culturally sort of, mm-hmm. we can get our foot in the door earlier on. than I think, yeah. you know, you made that, you did make that comment about how like, you know, Christian, Christian culture reacts to entertainment about 10 years too late, mm. <laughs> you know? And it's like, there's what's sort of interesting is that, and I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in my analysis, but it seems like we have a lot of like, there's a lot of Christian voices trying to speak into that and trying to sort of like push back against the secular, Mm -hmm. like are the, is the secular narrative and the secular commentary going to be predominant? Absolutely. But it's like, I feel like we're, we're sort of like, we're getting in a lot of ways, we're, we're sort of getting our foot into the door. Are we still, honestly, if I'm being honest, I think we're all probably a few years behind the curve still, yeah. probably not as far along at, like <clears throat> as, as I would like, but 
it's it's sort of interesting that we are kind of it seems like because it is such a young medium mm-hmm. in so many ways and because we are just sort of learning now how to sort of take it seriously yeah. and it seems like everybody is kind of learning that it's like yeah. i think we actually have like more of a chance to sort of be like to have maybe a few more seats at the table. And I don't know if that's really worth anything or not, but like, but it does feel like there's a, there's a lot more room for opportunity Mm -hmm. in all this for, you know, Christian voices. Josh, you've been, you've been a little quiet over there, man. Well, I I, I don't. I'm trying not to, not to interrupt, but um, you know, along those same lines, you know, you, you said you didn't want to call anyone out and that's not what I'm going to do, but I do want to push that just a little bit farther is that I think, a lot of, uh, you, you talked about news, the news cycle. Yes, there's a lot of that. Um, and, and video game reviews have their place as well. I watch a lot of video game reviews. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No, um, no, but I do think that the, one of the issues that I see it with games, you know, I don't know what you call it, culture, journalism, whatever, um, is that the hype train does mm. not allow mm. for reflection. Hmm. It just yeah. doesn't like you, you have to churn out your review as quickly as possible. Yeah. So, and, and I love mm. story driven games. I love RPGs and I listen to like these reviewers that I follow that get their reviews out there day one. They're like, oh man, I'm so thankful that, you know, the Atlas or whoever gave me this game three days early. I, I was able to finish all 85 hours in three <laughs> days and I'm here to tell you about this game. And it's just like, oh my good, like the, one, your experience is going to be drastically different than my experience. I'm, you know, 20 hours into the game clock of Valkyria Chronicles, which probably means closer to 30 after all my deaths. You know, I'm 30 hours into this game and it's taken me multiple months to get there, you know? Right. <laughs> like, so I, so I'm able to digest some things. I'm able to just feel out some of these characters a bit better than having a, you know, like a movie play out in front of my eyes, like constantly for in barely getting any sleep, you know, so so there's one, just the experience is totally different, but it doesn't allow you to, to sit and reflect on it in the same yeah. way that you, you engage with any other kind of medium like this. I, there's been plenty of movies that I've watched where I didn't quite get it all and I had to sit and think about it. You know, you go to lunch with friends afterwards and then you talk about it and there are things that you realize, oh, that you didn't pick up on. You need that time to kind of decompress um, most of the time. Yeah. And yeah, there are arcadey experiences. Okay. And, and that's fine. And that's good. You know, you can have fun with that and, and you can churn out your reviews on a, on a shooter like pretty quickly. Right. That's, that's that's fine. I'm not saying that. But for when you want to have when when the games are saying something or in order to pick up on some of these nuances that you're talking about, Mark, mm-hmm. I think it takes some time to be able to process that yeah. and then to 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 like observe and then to form your own opinions, your own thoughts on that and then to communicate that. Right. I think that mm. that all just takes some time, you know. I think as humans, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a function that we have. I think that you know that's. I think it's a great thing, but it it requires just chewing on it a little bit more. And and I totally understand. You know, maybe this yeah. is a this is a mark against capitalism itself when you say you know because because that's <laughs> why turn to a, a capitalism bash. <laughs> right. Yes, no, I'm I'm a fan of capitalism, but. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, but capitalism is great. I'm just, (laughs) I, I I bring that up just to say that, like, I recognize why, as a business, you want to be the first one with all the clicks, yeah, so that Mm -hmm. you can make money off what you're doing because it's difficult to make money 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 on it otherwise. It it just, I mean, it's a it's an economic choice that you make. I mean, Josh, would you rather these companies just walk around and knock on your door and say, "Money, please"? (laughs) Right, we're having our drive, you know, (laughs) right now. If you call in and pledge, then we can continue giving you this great content. Yeah, (laughs) Um, you know that. Yeah, so I. I agree. And, and so, okay, here now, now I'll turn this to, to kind of what we do as well. Yeah. I think, you know, this was kind of the, the nucleus of, of this podcast is we wanted to have some of these conversations and you've articulated it really well, Mark. Um, but, but along the same lines, like Nate and I wanted to have conversations about putting video games in their proper place, playing the games that we own, you know, um, really kind of distilling some of these experiences and, and, and playing what's good and being able to talk about why. Um, And our answer to that has kind of unfolded as we will have long form conversations about these things. Whereas I really appreciate what you do that you say, I'm going to limit myself to this amount of time. And frankly, you know, when I first heard that, I'm like, okay, I'll dip in, I'll check it out, um, thinking that it would be shallow, like because it's that short, it would be shallow, where I think you've done the opposite. Hmm. Whereas because you have placed those limits on your podcast, you're able to get like right to the core of whatever thought you and your guest have very quickly and be able to throw that out there so that so that it takes more time again to digest on the other side and so i really appreciate that about yeah about what you've done and what you've been doing um so it's so it's really cool yeah i'm i'm a fan for sure i mean to to be sure, that was a bit of a backhanded compliment because he was like at first he was like, yeah. Did I expect it to be shallow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, whatever. And then he's like, and then you surprised me because it was actually really good. I mean, I I guess so. I, I didn't know you, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear I hear it's a video game podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we, right. we yeah. had some connections, so it's like I'm gonna check it out regardless. But I also, Josh, you know that I, I exist solely to throw you under the bus. <laughs> That's okay. I'm trying to crawl my way out little by little. Um, but I also want to, you know, be honest and, and lay my cards on the table. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Because it's it's just funny to me that you do almost in a way the opposite of what we do, but to the same end. Hmm. And I think it, it really does like end up there, which I'm yeah. amazed because it takes me two hours to, con- to you know, like condense a thought. <laughs> Whereas you can do it in 10 minutes. So, well, so much know. of the thought process like was inspired by y'all as well like there's a, a oh. few different <laughs> uh, there's, like, there's a few different ingredients that kind of went into it but i think like like why i wanted to do a podcast i felt like there was a a, a space for that kind of thing and then yeah um totally and then i found y'all it's like oh the backlog breakdown is like exactly that space that i was hoping the podcast would be in so mm. one really thankful to find y'all and like i'm glad that's been able to kind of influence yeah. one and a half minutes as well hmm. oh, well well that is high praise and uh thank you very much for those kind words um i i also would recommend that you go get your head checked um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a concussion <laughs> are you concussed um 
No, but, um, y- you know, and I think like even hearing that, it, like, I have to be honest, I, I know, like, I mean, I, Josh and I have talked and like, you know, sometimes we wrestle with that because it's like, I, I know probably me more than Josh, um, just because like I'm an anxious train wreck. I know I exude machismo <laughs> and confidence. I am not those things. Um, I am, I am a, a weak will little, little boy saying, please like me. Um, but, um, no, but seriously, I think like when, like we have had to come back so many times and and I know especially for me and just say like no if this if our conversation like helps if our conversations help like one person that is enough one we like what we're doing here mm-hmm. so it's like that's that's a bonus yeah. like we're like and I think if we didn't do that and we were still doing this at that point in time we, the the question we would probably need to go get checked out <laughs> um but I mean, it's like, why would you subject yourself to like two and a half to three hours of just like, you're like, I hate this. I'm not getting paid for this. Why am I doing this? Um, but I, I think just even sort of like in, in sort of like that though, it's like saying like, Hey, no, like you guys have, you, you're, you know, that hearing that we have that it's not really like vindication, but it's sort of like validation. Yeah. And it's nice to know that like we have that we, we are having that that kind of impact yeah, in absolutely. some people's lives um yeah and so really appreciate that and dude i, I just want to say too i think one of and i don't know if i ever shared this with josh but one of like my hopes was that we would sort of like be we would provoke other people to step into this sphere yeah Um, you you know, to be the best kind of provocateurs and just saying like, Hey, no, get in it. Like you sort of get like, I think even like you're sort of like your approach to it is like, no, low, low barrier of entry. I can sort of like, I could probably do 11 and a half minutes, which uh, I wanted to ask like why 11 and a half minutes? Like, but you're like, well, I just, it's kind of just because it's, it's one, it's funny of how few times I actually get that question. I feel like whenever people, like I kind of like sheepishly say like, yeah, I have a podcast. It's on a video game. It's called 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games. Like no one follows up and asks Nobody me. Nobody like, ever goes just why? Why 11 and a half? Like people just take it for what it is. Um, <laughs> That's how old I was when I played my first video. No, I'm just right. um, I kept on trying to think of like having back pocket dumb answers for that question. It's like, oh yeah, it's like the average speed walking of a mile. Um, but it, like it really kind of came down to of like imagining a um, like imagining like a ten minute podcast with uh, time on each end. Which now it's now it's eleven and a half minutes is the podcast and the the buffers on the end like we established way back early on. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but from the beginning, yeah. it's, it's canon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's canon. Um, but yeah, um, but. I was just going to say, like, it's a very punk rock approach where I'm just like, I, and even sort of like with the book club stuff where it's like, I have always wanted the breakdown to be community oriented. Yeah. Like I've always like, you know, when we first p- pitched this, we wanted to have like a round table and just have like people yeah. cycling in and out and joining us when they could. And I think logistically, like that was a bit of a pipe dream. Like if we had tons and tons of money and like a studio and sort of like stuff like yeah. that'd be 
and like Josh and I did this full time, mm -hmm. maybe we could make something so like if that. If we were happen. Joe Rogan, then maybe we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Three then we could do hours. Joe Rogan style, yeah. style content. Um, Joe Rogan. The, here's, here's the pitch Joe Rogan minus the ganja. That's what we are. Uh, we, we, we are reformed video game Joe Rogan. Or, I don't. The, the, this <laughs> is getting sorry, 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 Actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Joe Rogan dudes out there. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did want to say, like, I just appreciate, like, you're just like, I'm going to, like, throw my hat into the ring on this thing. And, uh, like, dude, and, and that's like that too. I'm also, like, glad that we sort of provoked you to just be like, no, like, because that's for me, it's like there are, there's a lot of room at the table and it's like, yeah. at least like through Like if you think you have something no, now here's, here's what I will say. And I, I do feel the need to qualify this a little bit. It's like, not everybody has something worthwhile to yeah. say about <laughs> some things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I do feel like a lot more often than not, like it is so easy. And I, I've been very blessed in this sort of endeavor to have Josh, who's sort of like technically proficient, and and is a great like friend and co-host. Like we we sort of like as much as I like the dog on him, um, he is like the real he's the real power here. Like he makes this all happen. I just show up and like run my mouth. <laughs> um, but you know, but it doesn't really take all that much to sort of like throw your hat into the ring. And I'm just like, dude, I just I did want to applaud that and just be like, dude, because like you could have just been like, ah, oh, well, I'll maybe find some friends or like I'll mm. sort of do what so many of us do is like, you know, just sort of hang out in like the different chat rooms or lobbies or whatever. And we sort of like, we, we have, but you're like, nah, I'm going to actually go and make a thing. And, nice. uh, I, I like that Thank dude. You. And I just want to yeah. be like, I just, you know, I would actually encourage people to take more cues from that. Just like go out, make the thing. Yeah. Like, Obviously, listen to like us and listen to Mark <laughs> because we make we make high quality yeah. content. But <laughs> also go out and make a thing. Like just mm -hmm. you know, I'm all about that. Yeah. Like you know, and whether it's like a, a YouTube channel, YouTube's not my thing, um, really. But like you know, make YouTube content, make a podcast. Like do like the shorts on. Don't do TikTok because that's just an arm <laughs> of the Chinese intelligence machine. Probably bad for um, you. But like. <laughs> Yeah. But like, you know, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I thought that that was really cool, man. Nice. And I was like, you know, I just like the fact that you're like, I'm going to try this thing. And, uh, you know, I, my, my hope is that you just keep banging away at this thing. Nice. Like just, I yeah. think I, with, with how bizarre this world is, I am sure that you will never run out of like stupid questions <laughs> to ask. I've got my notes <laughs> app ready. So. <laughs> yes, yes, that's awesome. Well, and and here's another thing. You know, we're we're this episode is talking about talking about video games. Yeah. And um, while yes, I agree with you uh, totally, Nate. I'm gonna I'm gonna not put a caveat, but but round this out a little bit when you say like go make the thing. Like yes, get your put your thoughts together and and like communicate that and 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 create something. Yeah. I agree. And and I'll tell you something about, um, you know, what I've learned podcasting, it, but it's something with creating in general is that it, it does something to the way that you have to prepare mm -hmm. um, because there is an audience. So now you are thinking 
not only do I enjoy this thing or think that there's something special in this thing, now I need to think about how I can relate that to someone else. So I I would say when you go and create something, um, my encouragement is don't just do it for yourself. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect when you start out. No, you're going to learn, you're going to grow as you do it. But I would say spend the time in really like allow the facts that you have someone watching now, right? That you have someone listening, that you have an audience, allow that to push you to think more deeply in in how you relate to the things that you enjoy and in how other people can see the beauty in some form of art you know so obviously yeah. this is talking about video games but but i would say allow that not just not just to be a part of the grind because i think i think that's the, that's the enemy that's that's one of the big problems is that you just have to churn out content some some people some channels whatever right. they just kind of churn out content and so it does become kind of monotonous you know this is another game that slots right into this and and it's good about this and and here's the bad things about it and okay it's just another one of these games where like even some reviews that i read that are like nine out of 10, the most that they can say is, oh, it's so much like this other game. It's great, but it's better, <laughs> you know? And, and it's okay. That might be what it is, but I want to know like, what is, what is so great? What makes it better than that? You know, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure that I'm even communicating properly right now, but I'm just saying, allow the audience to push you to do better, not to do more. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like, what you're describing as well is like if you even just like to make a podcast that went out to three other people, like that creates an accountability for it. Like you, it's forcing you to like create a a schedule where you're thinking more deeply about it and creating something out of that. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. valuable. And, um, and talking, going back to, of like kind of the hype train around everything. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all in a spot where like our livelihoods aren't, tied up in our podcasts. Um, right. Unless the Patreon's doing wonders for y'all. Um, but the, like so much of the hype stuff is because like people are reliant on that. Like they have to stay on like the hottest thing, just cover the news because like, that's what gets the video out for the day. Right. Um, kind of no matter right. what. And I think it'll take like, it'll take more of a culture shift for the, like not like the kind of, more relaxed, more reflective uh, content to be valuable to mm-hmm. the general population. And I think it's like what you're describing of people kind of making their own thing can kind of help dig into that economy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and it's not that covering the news is bad in and of itself. It's when right. that is like that is almost everything that I see, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, 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 there's nothing new. like, like you were talking about Nate, you know, it's the same thing said with a slightly different personality a few dozen times. And that it just, it's, I, I don't see any value in, in that. So. Yeah. And I mean, it, it occasionally you'll get like, you know, what I think is really interesting sort of looking at that model too, is like, there's a way to interact with the news and sort of like, be interesting about it, mm-hmm. like to, yeah. to discuss yeah. it and dialogue it, to, to, to maybe do some speculating, to, to look in and like, there, there's different like feedback or mechanisms that you can sort of like wind into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot, a lot of times it really is, 
I think, Josh, it was what you were saying there is really helpful because I think too, what's frustrating about a lot of podcasts is that these people talk almost for the sake of hearing their own voice. Mm -hmm. It's like they're not really thinking about what their audience wants or what's like, and I'm not saying that you need to like completely count. They're not thinking about like what's best for the audience or what's best for the consumer. It's like, I have a platform. I'm going to say what I want. And you are captive to that. And you have like, and it's like, you're not really thinking about like the, the healthy feedback loop where it's like the, the audience should be gladly participating in that conversation. Like, you know, Mark, you said something about like, and I find myself doing it all the time. Uh, so it's, it's, you, you said, I, I'm trying to see when you were talking about it, you're like, I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't make me sound sad. <laughs> so maybe I'm just a very sad man. Um, but when I listen to podcasts, um, especially sort of the more conversational ones, like I am in dialogue with them yeah. or I'm yeah. in like trilogue or, you know, however many like people are talking, like I'm in conversation with those people. Right. Now, is it one-sided? Yeah, because like I'm feeding into the conversation and there's no response from them. But like when I'm listening to Mike Rowe and he has a really, you know, interesting guest who says something that I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I pause and I think about yeah. like, and I'm talking like I'm, I'm almost like imagining a conversation. Like if I'm sitting in the room, these are the areas where I'm going to like push or mm-hmm. these are the areas where I'm going to be like, that's a good idea. But you need to sort of like, and I don't think that that's sad. I actually think that's a helpful way to approach that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's not just passive sort of like just taking it in and just sort of like, it's, you're, you're actually engaging in a little bit of synthesis. So you're taking the information that's presented and you're sort of running it through your own filters. You're running it through your own context. And a lot of, and I guess sort of like going back to all what I sort of originally springboarded off is that a lot of the news coverage is it's, they're not injecting anything interesting. They're just kind of like, and they're ripping off the same, like, same 10 headlines that every other video game news podcast is, Mm -hmm. but they're not saying it's just like, they're sort of, they've got their little shade of like hype or fanboy that they're kind of throwing at it and then they move on. But there's, there's actually like, there are interesting ways to engage with that. I just don't know that anybody's doing it. Like, again, I, I really, I love sacred symbols. Like I listen to it pretty regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because there's something like Colin Moriarty is very much like grumpy old man. Like one, <laughs> he's like smokes entirely too much weed. Um, but like, like there's something that's a, like a little bit of like jaded grumpy old man that I'm like, yes, I feel you friend. Like, <laughs> like it's like you were, you were speaking the, you were singing the song of, of my brethren. Uh, we, we get it. Like the world was better long ago. Um, <laughs> like, um, but a lot of that even there, and it's like I said, like a lot of it is like PlayStation news. Mm-hmm. And so I do appreciate some of that, but th- the goal really in like why it's important is because like we want to foster conversations. Yeah. And so you have to like, you have like, and, and again, I, and Josh mentioned it before, and I know we're sort of like repeating and we're bouncing around the same, you know, five or six things, but like one of the things like Josh and I take three and a half hours to get there. <laughs> and like, hopefully we want people to be in dialogue with that. Like, I, I hope that when people are listening to this podcast, they are sort of like, 
thinking of themselves in dialogue. Yeah. Well, one, yeah. because I want that for the, the listener, but also because in a way, like there's kind of a, always an invitation. It's like for me to like, you know, like, Hey, like come on the show. We'll actually have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, sometimes N- not all the, not all guests are good guests. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm wow. kidding there. I was I'm literally kidding. just thinking like, have we had a bad guest on? Like, who is he talking about? But <laughs> I'm I'm teasing. I love. That. I just haven't I haven't used him as a punching bag in a, in a few episodes, so I just didn't want him to feel left out. Um, actually, we'll we'll be having him on here shortly, and I'm I'm only a little panicked about the game he's uh. <laughs> yeah, he he picked. Um, I'm only panicking a little. I'm not panicking. You're panicking. Um, shut up. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm just derailing here. Um, I have no idea what I was talking about until I just like I got my stream of conscious. No, but um, people, yeah, yeah. But we want we want this to sort of be invitational. Yeah, and that's that is the real separator, I think. In like. I think for us, and I think, like I said, you, you know, jo- and well, Josh said it, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to echo that, but like you managed to accomplish that in the same, like the, the, it's just kind of like the same spirit behind that where it's like, no, I'm going to like, I'm going to drop like a 10 minute chunk of conversation in there and get you to sort of like engage that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I really think that's, you know, the future of coverage, I don't mm. know, is going to be more invitational, mm. like yeah. it, inviting you into the conversation. And a, a lot of times, like there are like communities online or whatever that I'm just like, it's a bunch of like echo chamber garbage <laughs> or hot, you know, hot takes. I, but I just think, I think part of it is like, this is the stuff that is actually going to, I, I'm, I believe that th- this is the kind of content that is going to move, I'm hopeful. In a lot of ways, the the breakdown is a bit of an argument yeah. and saying like the way that we move the conversation forward in the, uh, when we talk about this medium is by, by having these kinds of conversations, like the, the way that we will elevate the culture is not by just screeching a bunch of hype into right. a mic, but by like, sort of like being willing to wrestle with it, you know, obviously being excited, like yeah, we we did. Yeah. Anybody who listened to to the the breakdown report l- listened to us like sort of rant about Marvel Snap for 25 30 minutes right. where it's just like I'm obsessed with this game. Um <laughs> but but it's like I said it's that sort of that invitational that conversational that sort of that participation almost in it but then again and and doing it in a meaningful context and sort of again being like sort of the the maybe the beneficent provocateur hmm. or the you know where we're like we're like no like we're going to ask you like the dumb question <laughs> that's going to spark the good conversation or we're going to have the three and a half hour like dumb conversation and again I think these are the, like, you know, so it's like the, the answer to the question for, for me, like when, why do we talk about, like, why are we talking about talking about video games? And it's like, well, like, you know, other than the fact that I thought it was a really catchy title, um, <laughs> kind of, you know, talking about, talking about video games. I, I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. you know, a little bit on brand, but it's also because like, it's important in the sense that it's, 
the, the only way to sort of, again, like elevate the culture is not to, like, you know, there's that whole adage, right? Where it's like, you can't, you can't be a part of the solution from outside of the scenario or outside of the machine. I, I forget how the adage actually goes, but it's like, if you're not in it, you, you, you can sort of stand on the outside of things and be a critic, but like, the only way to enact really meaningful change is to sort of get in the scrum, put some money in the game yeah. and like actually like do some work and throw some elbows. And I feel like this is sort of what, so yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I, I can kind of go off that too. I just think that like there's, well, one again, thank you for saying such nice things about my podcast. I really appreciate oh, you're that. Welcome, dude. Um, <laughs> and I think there's like in my hope that it. The, the conversations continue like among others that like those will probably those will likely be online conversations but i would hope they're like also like offline real life conversations too mm-hmm. yeah and i think there's an element where it's like i want like i hope it's one way that kind of community is fostered and formed and there's a lot of times where it's like people are excited to hear about my podcast and I'm surprised because I'm excited. I'm, I'm surprised when people are excited to hear about video games, but it's also like, it's pretty humbling when people like who don't care about video games, like tell me they listen to my podcast just because they mm-hmm. know me. But I think it's also like, there's this element where everyone's kind of has this, like has something that they want to talk about that they don't feel like they can, like they feel like it's too weird to talk about. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of drawing mm-hmm. that out of people whether that's video games or like something entirely different and whether that's like you can kind of form a bond with those kind of, of other people who like, if you talk about videos with them, they might talk about something else with you and that forms a friendship. And I think that's really threw my phone on the ground, but um, that just creates something very beautiful. Um, and I really hope yeah. that like, yeah, I like, I want this to be a, like one, like a small snowball of community even like mm. expanding out beyond just talking about video games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, little steps, but no, I did kind of just want to, I, I know that we've sort of, you've been fielding a lot of our questions and sort of responding to a lot, but like, you know, we, we've sort of, I, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. Is there anything that you wanted to ask us mm-hmm. um, while you were on here that you haven't? Um, yeah mostly like josh you could ask josh how he like tolerates me um <laughs> you know you could ask me how i tolerate josh mm-hmm. i mean one one of those is a very easy answer the other is like you know um <laughs> a plethora of mental I, issues I, no, I, i'm just kidding oh, i, I did Go get ahead. to ask uh what the it's been is from which finally got an answer for that <laughs> um i think there's I'm this so is sorry. a um a different flavor to the the conversation. How do you go about like talking about this sort of stuff? Like with younger kids, like I think there's an element where mm. we're trying to have like mature conversation and maybe that's unfair to mm. kids, but like, especially as thinking through of like the next generation, how would you make this accessible to them? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good question. The first thing that comes to mind is is to think about kind of the basic principles 
Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I think we push against a lot is this idea of, you know, just mindlessly consuming of amusing yourself to death right. that I think our culture pushes, frankly. And so to warn against that. And, um, so, so how do you talk to kids about, I think, I think it starts with the, you know, as a Christian, I think you can, you can start with Genesis and the creation and how God rested on the seventh day. Right. And so we have these rhythms of work and rest. Like that's, that's just a part of it, you know, because I talk to my kids about, you know, they ask, why do you go to work? You know, so much throughout the week because my wife, uh, stays home with them. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, so it's, it's different, you know, they have questions about yeah. why, why I'm gone for so long. And so we've, we've talked about it in a very simplified way, you know, mm-hmm. ways that they can understand, uh, or hopefully they can understand. I don't know. I'm trying to communicate with them, yeah. um, about what work is for and why we work and how God calls it good, even though it can be difficult. Um, and, you know, I talked to my son too about, cause he's the oldest about how, you know, he's going to be working one day, you know, that's just mm-hmm. part of, that's part of life. Um, and so I, I don't know that I've had, um, quite like I, I've really spoken to him about what rest is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've had that conversation. I think it has been more of kind of a mindless or, or like a default thing yeah. of like, but I have had conversations about how you know, we want to make sure that, that, you know, your chores are done or that you've, you've done your schoolwork for the day because we're homeschooled before right. you can participate in these other things. And, you know, I want you to do X, Y, Z before, you know, kind of seeing it as, as a bit of a reward there. Um, yeah. So I think there are ways like that, that you can start the conversations, but that's a really good question because mm-hmm. um, certainly there are other th- things to communicate. Um, I would say the, uh, the only other thing that comes to mind is um, something that we try to do with movies also, or at least that yeah. I've been trying to do more so, is is discussing themes, yeah. you know, when you come across something. So it's only just now that that my kids are getting into video games. I mean, they've they've dabbled a little sure. bit, but it's yeah. primarily been something that, that dad does. Um, they haven't been super interested, but my son's getting more and more into it. So I think having conversations about themes – you know, when he talks about how much he enjoys a, a certain game, maybe maybe um, asking some questions, you know, why do you think you enjoyed that? Um, just trying to get him to think a little bit. And obviously at seven years old, he's going to say, well, it's fun. You know, it's right, cool yeah. when this happened. You yeah. know, like it will be very basic. Mm-hmm. But maybe by asking some of those questions that, that there will be a reflex to reflect that was kind of mm. cheesy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that just that it won't be so mindless, but that it allows for a little bit of, of reflection in there. Those yeah. are just some thoughts. Yeah, that's great. You know, in, in sort of my response to that question would be like, one, I would echo pretty much everything Josh said. I think, too, though, because we are so sort of like the, the drum that I beat is really the work and play stuff. I think it is trying to making an effort to model this stuff for them Mm -hmm. and having Mm -hmm. conversations Uh, like something that, that stuck out to me a a while ago was a few years ago. And and I've, I've referenced this, this, this scenario or this incident before, but I have several 
nieces and nephews on my side uh, as well as on my wife's side. Yeah. But we were at sort of a, a family thing with, uh, with, with my side and my nephews wanted me to turn on, I think I had taken the PlayStation VR or something like that. And they, they wanted to go play that and it was Sunday. And so what I did is I actually, and they, they asked me about it mm -hmm. and I said, well, guys, I said, okay, um, let's like, and I just took a minute to sort of have a conversation and, and just tried to very be like, Hey, like Sunday is primarily the day that we gather with the Lord's people. Hmm. Um, like today, w w because we're with family, you know, like we're going to, you know, we might do like a, a bit of a home service today. And like, there's Matt, like I have two sisters and a brother and they all have kids. Yeah. It's like, it's a circus, um, <laughs> you know, but, um, and then, you know, including me and my wife and, and now the, the, the baby, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of massive. And so a lot of times we, we end up, staying home and we'll either like listen to stream a sermon and interact with that a little bit, which mm -hmm. I know some people are like, Oh, you should just go. And it's like, well, I, yeah, we should, but we don't always, <laughs> so, um, we don't always do what we should, but in, even in there, it's like looking at the boys and saying, okay, like I, I love that you guys love video games. I, I love video games. And, and just sort of even in that moment, just taking a couple of minutes and saying like, like explaining that. And then, like I said, modeling that for them and by, by sort of enforcing the standard, not just for them, yeah. but for me as well. Um, and saying like, Hey, we'll play video games after church, after lunch, right. before, you know, yeah. before you guys leave, we'll turn on the box and you guys can play <laughs> for a little bit. Because I do think there's something too about, you know, you got to step down into that with them a little bit. Um, like yeah. I think in relating to kids and I'm going to use a word here that is like, you can be condescending in a negative way, but you can, you can also be condescending. Like you can step down into something yeah. with people. Um, yeah. and especially with children, you don't want to be an arrogant jerk, right. but like, you, you know, step down into that, like condescend into that, yeah. like, like step into that with them and engage them where they're at. And sort of just model those things and like be consistent in that modeling and then repent when you aren't consistent, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that's good. But yeah. that's, I mean, I think the thing is like, it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Like, and I think yeah. even Josh is saying that like, what does that mean? Like, why did you like that? Like sometimes yeah. even those, those little questions, like, yeah, you know, that's a little dumb question. Like, why did you like that? Because it's cool. And it's like, you can, you know, just like, but I think even they're like pushing a little bit at the, the, the fringes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's helpful. Nice. Appreciate that. It so, helps a lot. Some of them have been thinking through yeah. this. That kind of helps put some fuel to the fire. Hmm. Well, I'm, and I'm going to be, we'll, we'll see how good I am at actually putting this to practice in the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, Very nice. Oh. Exciting. But I think, gentlemen, um, it sounds like unless anybody has some sort of final thoughts they'd like to sort of like fling out here, I think this is kind of, it, it seems like a good place to maybe start landing the plane a little bit. Yeah, our three uh, and a half so, hours to talk about video games is just about up. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we've yeah, just about we're, doubled we're, my total, or like we've matched my total runtime of my entire podcast oh, oh. in this one episode. <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> it's just you gotta you gotta start putting out more episodes, yeah, man. That's um, that's the moral of the story. Yeah, that's a takeaway. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. You just gotta put more put put more episodes <laughs> out there. Um, you know, but uh, so any any sort of closing thoughts, Josh? Um, nothing comes to mind. This has been a great time. Um, I, and it's, it's good for me too, just to be reminded of why we're doing what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So many cool thoughts. I'm, I know this sounds narcissistic, but I'll be listening to this episode again to kind of reflect <laughs> on some of it. So, and not just for mm-hmm. editing purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been really like helpful and exciting for me to kind of, I know it's, we've, been kind of like high-fiving each other for a good bit but like <laughs> it's really been encouraging to uh, as i've yeah. relatively new to this I, and so it's been yeah helpful i like to think it's more of like an online sort of video call like bro- brotherly hug yeah <laughs> lots of like you, yeah. you know like lots of bro hugs uh, involved here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. love it but um yeah uh well i did want to thank you for your time mark um yeah. And, and, uh, you, you know, give, give our, uh, give the audience, you know, sort of like all the, the pertinent details, where can yeah. they get a hold of you online? Uh, obviously, you know, we'll be putting links in, in our show notes, uh, for your podcast and stuff, but nice. like plug all, plug all your things and do your bit. Yeah, absolutely. So. Also, I just realized I totally forgot to do that for y'all on my podcast. So I'll, oopsies. I'll add to the description. Um, yeah. yeah, so the podcast is 11 and a half baby, minutes. So. What was that? I said there was a baby. Yeah, I did, I did pull out the baby. Yeah. and Everything went on like, so, yeah. so, um Well, the podcast is 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games. You can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify. It's hosted on Anchor, so wherever podcasts are found, you'll probably find it. Nice. Uh, you can follow uh, me on socials at 11.5 minutes. So Twitter, that's point is spelled out P O I N T. And then on Instagram, it's a dot. I didn't think that through until I did the thing and it was too late. Um, find me either there. New episodes go out every other week on Wednesdays. I accidentally picked the same day as y'all do. And I didn't mean to, nice. but, um, yeah, that's all the details. Love yeah. it. Yeah. There's more than enough room on Wednesday for both of us. So, <laughs> especially when one's very but short. Josh, <laughs> yeah. one of those you could probably actually get through in a day. Um, <laughs> it's not ours. <laughs> but, uh, Josh, uh, that being said, if they were interested in sort of looking us up online, where yeah. can they get a hold of us at? Yeah. You know, we were talking about making this kind of a, a conversation, very conversational. So if you want to throw us some of your thoughts, um, or even, you know, to Mark's question at the, at the end there on how you can communicate some of these things to, to see some younger folks. Uh, we'd appreciate the feedback. Um, there's tons of ways you can get a hold of us. Our email address is the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook group, the hashtag backlog book club on Twitter. Our handle is at BB downcast. Um, or th- we also have a discord where we're always just kind of hanging out and talking about a bunch of different things. A link for that is in the show notes to this episode. Um, and if you want to get a little bit more personal, um, with Nate and I, I generally on the internet go by Broccolope, B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's the symbol, not the word. Uh, <laughs> mm. so, mm. 
Although, if you if you look for me on Twitter, I did just actually write it into the, the username. Uh, the, anyways, yeah, I'm being dumb now. <laughs> oh man, but um, you know, I, I sort of as we sort of really round out the end of this, you know, we normally try to give some shout outs to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would actually like to just Mark, you are sort of part of our community on Discord. And just, uh, you know, we engage with you on Twitter and I know that we, we talked about like high-fiving each other and bro hugs, <laughs> but I just want to give you a shout out, dude. Like, thanks so much for sort of like, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with us a little bit and just for just, again, like engaging on, on, on the different, different socials and sort of like coming in and hanging out in the, the, the discord from time to time. Yeah. Really do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thank you. And thanks so, for I'm kind of a product of y'all. So thanks for doing what you do and for kind of starting this conversation and for having me for this, for this conversation is a huge uh, ton of fun to be here. So thank you. Yeah. We're glad to have you, Josh, you got any shout outs? Uh, the only one that comes to mind and, and I know I shout them out a lot. So sorry, not sorry. I don't know. Uh, John just continues to throw down all the music recos in our, that's my jam. He brings so much fire, dude. Yeah. He, he just like unloads, like, like I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, like if you aren't in our discord, like John, um, John, John O'Spark mm-hmm. in our discord, like just pretty much everything he posts is gold. Um, oh, well, yeah, he just, yeah, he's just heck of a dude right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but he, uh, he's constantly putting out music recos, so it's, it's good. Yeah. Even he's, if I he's don't been populating all, like. When I do dip in, I'm just like, oh man, yes, yes. He's been keeping that feed very healthy. Um, But uh, Josh, lastly, uh, we kind of, and and we didn't really do much of an update in the the It's Been segment, but, Mm -hmm. um, or the It's it's Been been segment. Um, I just had to get that in there again one one last time. Yeah. Again, I just gotta gotta do it. But uh, we we do sort of like try to you know issue and and sort of tackle some personal challenges. Mm. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think I've been pretty consistent in sort of like trying to like really watch my calories. Uh, the last uh, week and a half mm-hmm. has basically been me eating my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, my wife said like she carries her stress in her stomach and it makes it really hard for her to eat, and I just gotcha. eat mine. And, you know, so between the two of us, like, uh, I will eat yours. (laughs) I will eat all the food that you aren't eating because I'm freaking out over here. Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. just sort of doubling back and sort of like trying to sort of get back into the the pattern here of, uh, just monitoring my caloric intake. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm off for the rest of this week. So I'm actually going to try and get on the elliptical, um, or walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like get get some steps in because, yeah, it's been like four or five days since I've done any serious amount of walking, yeah. and uh, my old man joints are going to like hate me <laughs> come next Monday. So I got I got to get on that. But um, how about you? Any personal challenges? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think how to because this is kind of vague, but um, I've been challenged uh, recently just with the idea, like from the proverbs talking about giving your first fruits to God, and it mm-hmm. it I believe just in the time that I've spent with the Lord that that concept has come up multiple times, and 
so like it's it I guess what I'm saying is like walking that out because the idea, you know, giving your best, giving your first, I think mm. also in obviously that yes, that means just of the highest priority, but I do think there's also something to be said about the first thing that I do when I wake up mm. is to spend some time with the Lord. Like not even I'm not saying, mm. you know, it has to be your devotional time for the day, you know, full hour whatever, whatever it is, but at least like hey, before I pull out my phone or, you know, if I'm pulling out my phone, maybe the Bible app, but like before I start checking feeds, maybe I should check in with God, <laughs> you know, like set my mind in, on things above before I start setting it on other things. Cause I've defaulted to, um, exercise first thing in the morning, which is not a bad thing, but it is like, that shouldn't be the first thing. Mm. So. That that before I check my feeds, I should probably check in with God. Kind of thing it was very youth pastorish. <laughs> it is, and I just uh, it is. Sure. You just be I'm fed just like, by the the word. Oh, I like it. I like it. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's even better. That is much more gooder. Um, <laughs> very but no, I get it. I get it, dude. So, um, but uh, I think, gentlemen, uh, with all of that being said, the forms have been observed. We have sort of we have accomplished, I think, to, to some extent, uh, whether we've accomplished it well or not is an entirely different matter. <laughs> uh, but we have accomplished what we set out to do here this evening. And until next time, Josh, uh, what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. That was good.